this episode of the Swing in a Tribe podcast is dedicated to Cleveland sports superfan and especially Cleveland Indians fan, Tom. Tom, we appreciate your support. We know you are our number one fan. You were our first download. We appreciate everything you've done for us. We will see you on the other side. The 1-1 one, one pitch. A swing and a drive to deep right. Away back. Thank you, Hammy. That sound means it's time for Swingin' a Tribe podcast. And yes, we are back from hiatus. I apologize, everybody. Uh, we were a little bit busy, had some life stuff going on. But today, I am joined by two special co-hosts. Please introduce yourselves, gentlemen. My name's Brian. I work here at Phoenix Bats. And uh, been a Tribe fan since about 1996. My name's John, also here at Phoenix Bats. Been a Tribe fan basically since my parents told me I was when I was a little kid. Very nice. So you got three lifelong Cleveland sports fans here and everything. Some of us have been fans a little bit longer than others. So, yes, I understand, 1996, Brian. So let's start out <laughs> right now. Uh, since we've been missing the last couple months, we're just going to touch the standings real fast. I see Cleveland is still yet on top of the central standings at 75 and 57. 13 games ahead of Minnesota, who right now they are playing live on Facebook as we are recording this on Thursday, August 30th. Uh, guys, tell me what you see in the American League standings as you have Cleveland at the top, uh, Boston at, uh, Cleveland at the top of the Central, excuse me, Boston at the top of the AL East with the Yankees in hot pursuit, and Houston and Oakland battling it out over there in the West. I've said for a couple months now that we are all set with the Indians uh, winning the division in, uh, for the Central. It's just a matter of, you know, who we're going to play in those first round of the playoffs. What do you guys think about that? Well, I think if you'd ask fans of most other divisions in baseball, they'd say that the Central, AL Central doesn't even deserve to send anyone to the playoffs. Uh, it's been a bit of a cakewalk. But um, as far as the AL in general, I got to say the A's look like a dangerous team right now. Um, I don't know how it's all going to shake out in the West, but um, they're certainly surging at the right time. Indians seem to be bouncing back after a bit of a slow week last week, so I'm pretty happy to see that. John? Well, kind of looking at it right now. Let's see. Well, take your time, John. It's not like we can't edit this or anything. <laughs> this is true. If you guys haven't noticed, I actually dragged John into this kicking and screaming, but he all we do is talk Cleveland sports, so I'm making him do this now. Yeah, John hates microphones and cameras. <laughs> no cameras to deal with here, but some, somehow that microphone adds a whole other layer of pressure. Well, since John has nothing to add, I'm going to go off of Brian's point. Yes, the A's are on fire right now. I think Houston has their job cut out for them as the defending champs with the A's at 80 and 54. Also, what I see is Seattle at 74 and 59 is actually right there in the same record as Cleveland. So, Brian, while I may disagree with all those people that do say that the Indians don't deserve to win anything, that's how the divisions are stacked up. So, Well, in baseball, baseball is cyclical just like any other sport. It is. The AL Central has been, you know, what – five or six, uh, you know, represented five or six uh, World Series champions in the last 10, 12 years, something like that. So to just all of a sudden jump on the AL Central when they're on a down cycle for the most part and say that, you know, the Indians aren't deserving of anything or we should switch up how the playoff system is, is done is, is just ridiculous. Obviously, I'm biased, but, you know, I would love nothing more than to see uh, one of the best Yankee lineups 
ever put together not make the playoffs. Uh, well, I, th- I don't think they're not going to make the playoffs. They'll definitely be one of the wild card teams. Hey, but they might lose that play-in. Well, that's true. That's true. They'll be playing either Oakland or Houston in that play-in. And I know they're still waiting on Aaron Judge to come back. But Boston, I just cannot believe they're you know, scorching through the league right now, 92 and 42. And luckily, we split with them last week. We had two rough games in the uh, at the end there. What do you guys think of those games? It, it certainly felt like watching October baseball. Um, I don't think I missed a single pitch of that entire series. I it was know you didn't because you were texting me nonstop. And I was. I'm a lonely guy. Sorry. <laughs> but in all seriousness, um, fantastic baseball. All of those games, they were really, really fun to watch. And you could just feel a, a sense of tension that, that really felt like postseason baseball. And I think it's a, it was a preview of, of a matchup that we're going to see again this year and a good one at that. Yeah, definitely. I don't know if we're going to be seeing them in the first round. My guess is yes. I think that's how that works out. But taking the first two at Boston, but then we ended up going on a five-game losing streak. And I'm vamping because John took a huge drink, so I'm going to allow him to talk a little bit more about those five losses we experienced, especially getting swept by who, John? Uh, looks like Kansas City, which is really – no, we won. Oh, we did. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. I totally forgot we won that Sunday game. You're right. We did come back and win that. Yeah, so lo- lost the series. Lost the series, but yeah. Correct. It's kind of the joy of me. I'm a cord cutter and also the fact that I just basically get to follow the team through Twitter anymore unless I really have time or I had like, head up to visit my dad on the weekends. You listen to Hamilton online, though. I mean, you listen to him on the radio. You got to love that. I listen to him on the uh, highlight calls on Tom Hamilton that has the best home run call in baseball. Oh, we're going to get to that here and in a little does. bit as we end. But uh, if, so- you watch, if you watch those games in, in Kansas City, honestly, they were coming off, like I said, what felt like October baseball, a really hard-fought Boston series. And these were, those were like 102-degree games. The team was just tired, flat out. You could see it. They, they had no gas left in the tank. They had a little day off. Um, I believe it was family day at, at you know um, – well, I always want to call it the Jake. It'll, be, it'll always be the Jake. Family day at the Jake. And then they came back with, uh, with this series um, with Minnesota playing much better baseball. Yeah, I can't argue with that. So, I mean, part of what I think the problem was personally is I think the injuries are starting to rack up with the, uh, you know, the pitching. So, I know that recently we just put uh, Andrew Miller on the DL effective as of Monday. Um, I don't want to think about it. Trip to the DL this season. Can we um, pretend it didn't happen? Yeah, we're going to pretend it didn't happen. And we're also uh, Trevor Bauer. Uh, you know, he's on the 10-day DL, but the good news about him, he started throwing from the mound three days ago. Um, any, any other guys you want to comment on? I know last, since our last podcast, they finally ruled out Danny Salazar for the season as well. <laughs> yeah. We ruled him out actually back in January. <laughs> <laughs> there was always hope, man. There was always hope. Unfortunately. <laughs> I, look, if, if Miller's going to go on the DL again, I'd rather it be now then you know mid to late september uh let's let's do what it takes to get him healthy because we rode him to the seventh game of the world series two years ago you know without him i don't i don't know that we even get that far he's crucial he's arguably the most important arm in that bullpen um so we need to do what we need to do to get him healthy but it's starting to worry me are are we going to get 2016 andrew miller back I, I would doubt it. 
to be honest. He's just, I don't think he's going to be that, like, in any kind of rhythm. Like, yeah. If he does get back, he's, if, it just seems like he would have to take probably more time than he's going to have before any kind of playoff appearance. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm actually watching the game right now as we're recording this, and I see Oliver Perez, uh, one of the guys I do believe we acquired this season, uh, lefty out of the bullpen. He's throwing some nasty stuff right now to the Twins, uh, trying to, uh, in the top of the eighth, trying to get us to Cody Allen, who yeah. I know, yeah, I know, I just saw, I saw the eyes, I heard the size, but tell me about Cody Allen last night, guys. What happened there? Wet fart. <laughs> Well, I was going to say I missed the game, unfortunately, but I do see that it was a 4-3 loss. Uh, so it looks like it may have been a blown save. Um, he certainly seems to be up and down at times for, I believe, the the uh, leader all-time for the Indians in saves. Is it like the last four games that he's pitched and he's given up something like six earned runs? Oh, I, th- I threw out there on Twitter last night that uh, – Cody Allen is our 2018 Jose Mesa. Oh. Yeah, I know. I shiver every time I hear that name. And right now, that's how I'm feeling right now. Every time I see Cody Allen, I'm, like, kind of concerned at this point. And when you get that fall crisp air going and come October and I see Cody Allen out there, I don't think I have the confidence right now. I Yeah, uh, he makes me a little bit nervous at times. Um, Maybe we're taking a shot every time you see him take the mound. (laughs) Yeah, actually, what I, literally, as we're talking about it, I see Cody Allen coming into the game right now. Um, I've got to believe that Frank Kona is trying to bring him in to try to boost that confidence at this point after a rough outing last night. Um, but as far as, like, anybody else, I think right now it's a bullpen by committee. Would you guys agree at this point? Oh, most definitely, yeah. Yeah, yeah especially without your, your guy in Miller who, you know, you would like to be able to count on for, you know, an inning and a half or more if you need him. Um, but truthfully, the you know the strength right now continues to be the starting pitching, and obviously the the Shane Bieber, you know, rookie year that I don't think anybody expected. But he's probably the, the one that I'm the most confident in going into the postseason in a crazy way. Yeah, uh, I, I 100% agree. I mean, being a rookie going into the postseason for the first time gives me a slight concern and stuff. But I know one of our other podcasts, I know it's been a while, but I called out Shane Bieber before he even got called up. He had a phenomenal outing in Akron, and then he immediately went to Columbus and then back up to uh, Cleveland, and he's been a pretty good staple there, especially now with Bauer out. Um, we definitely need to have that extra starting pitcher, and he kind of took over for Plutko, who was our young guy that we were loving at this point. Plutko's probably going to go back to the bullpen once Bauer comes back, or do you guys think that would be Bieber? I I think they're gonna ride Bieber as long as they can. What he's seven and two right now, I believe, uh, yeah. r- record as a rookie. Now, part of his success is naturally gonna come from uh, guys having never faced him before. Um, we have seen him kind of get touched up a little bit in those second and third times through the order. He's not as well as he's pitched. Hasn't gone very very deep in a ball game yet. That's the one thing that worries me going into postseason baseball. But, you know, I mean, if you look at especially the Yankees, let's say we, we see the Yankees, you know, that's a team those guys haven't faced him much at all. They strike out – a number of those guys strike out, you know, frequently. So I, I like him a lot. I would rather see him in that, in that rotation. But, you know, there's 
only going to be a four-man rotation, obviously, um, you know, going into postseason ball. So it's all up in the air. But anybody that doesn't go into that rotation, we can certainly find use for in that bullpen by committee, as you mentioned. Yeah, having Bieber coming out of the bullpen, the guy's only thrown 79.2 innings so far this year. He's 23, and you might want to refresh your browser, Brian, but he is 8-2 just for the record. Ah, yes, yes. Um, Phenomenal year. So, yeah, I mean, if we would have our four-man rotation today, it would be Kluver, Bauer, Carrasco, Clevenger, and then you have Bieber, Plutko coming out of the bullpen as, like, long long relievers and stuff. Um, I know another guy who's back up with the Indians right now, Josh Tomlin, has yet to have a win this year. He is still 0-5. And I'm telling you, I would rather see Bieber and Plutko come out of the bullpen than Josh Tomlin at any point. The only reason I would see Josh Tomlin in the game, you guys, do you have a reason why you would see him in the game? Why I would want to or why you would? Why you would. <laughs> uh, disaster. If we're already down 10 nothing. D- disaster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Josh. We could put Kipnis back in. Kipnis pitched? Hey, Brandon Geyer pitched earlier this year and threw a, you know, one, two, three innings. So, yeah, we, I think we got some options. Uh, let's move on to this week's schedule as we're uh, closing out on the Twins right now. Uh, looks currently 5-2 to two with Allen pitching at this moment with one out and Foul ball, so giving you a play-by-play that you cannot see. Uh, looking up here after the Twins today, we're going to be uh, taking on the Royals to uh, end out August. Uh, or I'm sorry, Rays. excuse me, the Rays to end out August. Uh, Rays and then the Royals early next week. Guys, what do you think about that? Let's say the, uh, the Rays the next three games, the Royals the three games after that. How do you think we'll fare in those six? I got to imagine we take how many do we got against Tampa? Uh, it'd be three, three, and it, all six games are home. I got to hope for four and two or five and one. Four and two, five and one. Brian, what do you I, think? Yeah, basically four and two. I think we owe the the Royals at least a, a series win, two to one for for what they did to us. And I, I got to think. I, I feel good about the Rays matchup. Um, for what it's worth, uh, if you're in the Cleveland metro area, go out tomorrow night. It is Sugardale. Dime a dog night. Always a fun time. Amen, brother. Amen. So let me just tell you how the pitching lines up. We got Kluber tomorrow night, Bieber on Saturday, and Carrasco on Sunday. And facing who? Uh, you have that? Kluber and Glasnow and Bieber and Snell, and they don't have a pitcher announced yet for Tampa Bay on Sunday. Well, that's always good. <laughs> you never know who they might just yeah. bring up. And that's uh, Carrasco on Sunday? Carrasco's on Sunday. You no, know, I like that matchup, Carrasco versus TBD. Uh, yes. Well, Carrasco's 16-7 Carrasco. on the year. Same record Carrasco. as Kluber. Oh, Cookie, Cookie's just a great guy to have in the dugout. You see how, all the fun they're having. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then after that with the Royals, we've got Plutko, Clevenger, and then Kluber again. Uh, Clevenger, 9-7 and seven on the year. I love that guy. Uh, one of my biggest fans of the podcast loves him too. Uh, and just we always comment how he's kind of herky-jerky. The guy just never stops moving and makes you tired just to watch him. Well, and it makes me anxious. I can imagine standing in the, in the batter's box with all of the kind of, yeah, the – Movements that he that he makes before his and and as part of his windup really would make it more difficult to sort of pick up the ball early and find that arm slot and yeah he's he's certainly more effective than you would think just by looking at him he always seems to surprise me he goes pretty far into ball games I I love the guy 
Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, a couple other guys I love, and it's really hard to touch on everything in a short period of time, but Greg Allen, the last couple of weeks, played out of his mind. I mean, just flat out out of his mind. Uh, made some great defensive plays and stuff. And Mr. Consistency all year, Mr. Smooth, I'm sorry, Dr. Smooth, Michael Brantley, the guy's swing, uh, you know, the hit ratio is just amazing this year. Give me a – tell me, you guys, both of you, just take your time. Tell me, um, you know, kind of who your MVPs of the season are because I know who mine is. I've said it all year from the day one. Give me yours. It's got to be Jose. Jose, 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 Jose. Well, I'm glad the three of us are on the same page. Chase and I, when we host, he's always about Frankie Lindor. You can't go wrong with that. But I've got a man crush on Jose Ramirez. I think the guy is the catalyst of our team. No question. I mean, he won the Heart and Hustle Award for a reason. The guy embodies it. He goes out and does it every night. No no question, there's a ton of love for Frankie Lindor. But with with the tools that he's got and, and the – Jose really had to do it through that heart and hustle. Frankie, I think everybody has kind of seen his, his whole career that he had, you know, the utmost potential – um, I don't think he's surprising anyone with the talent that he shows on the field. Jose is is a lot more of a surprise. He was a no-name effectively. Right. And definitely embodied the blue collar. And and that is contagious. You know, that's Especially how much more Cleveland can you get? Right. Thank you. I mean, you're talking you're talking Joe Thomas, Jose Ramirez, number two. <laughs> oh, yeah. They put this. on the, they put on their boots and they go to work every day. Very good. Hey, as as I talked about Greg Allen, I'm not kidding you, watching this game right now on Facebook Live, uh, Greg Allen and Brandon Geyer about had a complete collision in the outfield trying to catch a fly ball from Cody Allen. Geyer got it. Luckily, uh, no injuries were avoided. And we have a rundown right now. And Cody Allen got out of the eighth inning. Thank you, Lord. We're going to go with a rundown. Now. Oh, um, my. We'll be able to close this game out 5-2. to two. But – Guys, that's about wraps it up here. We'll have make it short and sweet. We fumbled our way through it. First time podcasters, Brian and John. Uh, guys, tell me what you thought about today. Got any final thoughts for uh, Cleveland Indians this week? I just go out there and execute. This is the time that we need to get everything, you know, going the way it needs to be going. Edwin, take that parrot for a walk. Nice, John. What do you think? What you got? Please just win. I want like happy tweets to uh, to read from time to time. I get- bunch of political bs so <laughs> john it depends Help john on out oh, there's a block button and stuff Help speaking john of which, out, use the block button. you abuse it <laughs> speaking of which why don't you guys throw out your twitter handle so we can uh start giving you some love online and everything john just freaked out that was so hilarious we're gonna have to live stream these brian what's your twitter handle people can follow you no twitter unfortunately but if you're on instagram you can find me at at chinetsky good luck spelling that one it's c-h-e-n never mind he'll figure it out t-s-k-i john what do you got uh, I just had to look it up because I've never actually looked at it for five years, but my Twitter handle is at J.R. Kershey. Very good. Can you spell Kershey for me? K-I-R-S-C-H-I-E. If you want a good laugh, John's a good follow on Twitter, honestly, especially at 3 a.m. Uh, guys, you can follow me at Joel Armbruster on Twitter, and you can also follow Chase Smith at, at the Chase Smith online. And be sure to check out his other podcast, the Oranges, Oranger, Browns podcast. Number one rated by the fans, as well as the Cavs on the break podcast. Cavs season, Cavs careers are not over, folks. Just because LeBron left, I firmly believe we're going to be a playoff team in the East. And we may even have a better record than those Lakers. All right, guys, as we close out tonight, 
uh, we always end it with a call, like you mimic Tom Hamilton. I want you guys to give me your best Tom Hamilton home run call. That is the longest pause ever. I tried to think of the one that was playing, I think, on WTAM for about 10 years, and it kind of had this weird kind of trail off. It was like, it's swing and drive, deep left center, way back, go! Holy cow, that was John. There's I literally no chance I can beat that. I don't think I'm you can leave, beat that. We're point. leaving it at that. You're going to leave it at that. We'll that give you a John chance. John Hamilton. John Hamilton. <laughs> we'll give you a chance next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we will catch you next week on the Swing It a Try podcast where we're going to have special guest Brad Taylor break down the September call-ups and, you know, kind of the minor league season for the uh, Tribe. We'll see you then. Mm-hmm.